Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Tradies, a podcast brought to you from myself, host Monique Juradovac, bricklayer and owner of mjbricklaying.co. I have created this podcast to empower, motivate, inspire and educate, bringing to you a choice of topics from inside the construction industry, women in trades, mental health and wellness and along with a bit of fun. So hello everyone and welcome to Let's Talk Tradies. This is episode one and I've created this podcast in which I'm hoping will bring a bit of fun to the industry and a little bit of knowledge and enjoyment to you all. I'll be talking from a range of topics from what it's like in the tradie industry, interviewing tradies much like yourselves who may be listening, to women in trades and a little bit of world skills, which is a topic that I'm actually really passionate about, along with some mental health and wellness, which also aligns so much with my life and we will find out a lot more of this through future episodes and I'm going to be talking a little bit about it in this episode because health and wellness is yeah something that is so important to me and such a major part of my life and I'm sure it is with everyone else as well. So for today on episode one I'm going to be doing a solo episode. I have tried recording this so many times but I'm hoping that this is finally going to be my final take and this will be an okay one. I think I'm so hard on myself, so every single take that I've done, I have deleted because I'm not happy with it. So we're going to go back to the beginning of, I guess, who I am today, where, like, what I did in my history employment. <laughs> so before I actually got into bricklaying, I was a qualified hairdresser. I started my hairdressing apprenticeship quite young because I was actually getting really badly bullied at school. In a long story short, I had to leave school. I pretty much got forced out. My parents were going to the head of school, the principal and the school counsellor, and they literally turned around to my parents and said that the best thing for me to, for for my mother to have done was to pull me out of school. So there I was at the age of 14, leaving school at the beginning of year 10. My parents said if I left school that I had to do an apprenticeship or go to TAFE. So as a young girl, especially back a few years ago, the only option was to do a hairdressing apprenticeship or it was more like, I think it was every girl's kind of pathway to do was an apprenticeship. So anyone who didn't really want to go to university, the only other choice and the biggest option, I guess, was to do hairdressing. So myself, much like many other girls, that was the only trade that was somewhat available and accepted back then. So I straight away started applying for hairdressing apprenticeships and I had had my name down for my certificate two in hairdressing at TAFE the following term. I ended up getting a call back from a salon after handing my resumes in to a few different salons that day and she wanted me in for an interview and I did my interview the following day, I'm pretty sure it was, and she offered me the job. So the salon that I actually did my apprenticeship at was a very small salon and we mainly had the elderly clientele. So it wasn't much of a young vibe. It was definitely more of a mature vibe salon. At the end of my apprenticeship, I was 18, I think. And I just started really feeling low again. I was starting to figure out like what the next step was for me. So that's when I really, that's when I decided I'd do my certificate three in makeup because I thought that maybe if I went down the pathway of doing makeup that maybe that was, yeah, the path that I wanted to do. So I did my certificate three in makeup and I just was feeling really unhappy still. That's when I really started to realize that the beauty industry just wasn't where I wanted to be. So I started looking at different career pathways to go down. So I started looking at going to university, joining the police force, becoming a firefighter, literally all the things. Until one day I decided that perhaps maybe I'd do another apprenticeship. So I was looking at the construction industry and I was looking through all the trades and the one that stood out to me the most was bricklaying. I'm someone who's always really loved my physical sports and I guess hands-on work as well. So I guess much like hairdressing, 
bricklaying was very similar because it was all attention to detail and hands-on visual learning as well, rather than sitting behind a desk in a classroom. So one of the main reasons that I chose bricklaying was actually because, well, one of the reasons that it interested me the most was because I was suffering really badly with eating disorders. I remember, so I think in high school it wasn't so bad, but it was more when I left high school. So when I was actually doing my hairdressing apprenticeship, I really restricted myself around food and I was going to the gym constantly. And I really had a lot of body dysmorphia issues. I never felt good enough, never pretty enough, always felt like I looked really fat. So I would never eat much. I remember I used to pretty much only have like a cup of soup at the salon or if I did have a bit more, it'd be like salad and chicken, like the most smallest and basic meals and the very most bland meals. And this was something I struggled with throughout my whole apprenticeship. And then even still going into bricklaying, it was the same situation. So when I was looking at the pathways of apprenticeships to go down, that's why the bricklaying stood out the most to me. And so I thought that because it would be like a very physical job, I'd be able to keep fit. And if I did go down the cycle of binge eating, which is what I was doing, so I'd restrict myself for oh, like the whole week and then on the weekends I'd always binge eat. And then it'd go back to the same cycle the following week, Monday to Friday, I'd eat very minimal and exercise, like over-exercise. And then on the weekends I'd just start binge eating. So when I was looking at bricklaying, I thought that, yeah, this would – be what would help me to like keep fit. You know, I don't have to go to the gym. I can just work would be my workout. And, you know, I just thought that I would lose weight and I just feel better. I'll be more skinny, you know, all the things that I guess the teenagers like would go through. And like, I guess everyone that has like a mental health issue has different thoughts to different triggers. So this is something that I will be talking a lot more about. This is why I'm bringing like the mental health and wellness into my episodes, because it's such a big problem in today's society and especially it's getting worse now with all the technology these days. Like we are becoming so much more aware of it, but even to this day, I know my triggers and I have overcome my binge eating, but it's still always there. Mental health problems and depression and all the things are never truly gone. And that's something I'm so big on. It's more understanding. So I've suffered with major depression. I've suffered with binge eating disorder, body dysmorphia and bulimia. And to this day, I still have my certain triggers on certain things, but I am so much more understanding of them and know how to control them. So going back to getting into the industry, I remember I spoke to my parents about it when this was something I seriously wanted to try out. And my mum was like, why not give it a go? Like, what have you got to lose? Which is actually now my life motto. And I say this to everyone, if this is something that you are seriously wanting to do and you're passionate about, what have you got to lose? Like, I'm sure that there are ways that you can give things a go and it's not going to kill you. So then I approached my dad and he was a little bit different. He turned around and was like, it's a very hard job. It's physically demanding. It's tough labor. I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, well, go give it a go. And I was like, well, for you doubting my ability, I'm definitely going to give it a go. So I did that and I proved him wrong. (laughs) So from there, this is when I got in touch with a family friend who was a bricklayer. I gave him a call and asked him if I could go work with him for a couple of days just to see if I actually liked the trade. He told me I was a bloody idiot for giving it a go, but he was happy for me to come out on site. So after my first day of being on site, I was absolutely wrecked. I was running around all day for the boys, dishing out mud, moving scaffold, loading scaffolds, setting up stations, putting on mixers, all the things. I absolutely loved running around all day. I 
loved the banter on site with the boys. I loved the, I didn't have to be so professional all the time. Like I didn't have to, you know, do my hair and makeup to go to work. And I loved being part of something that was being created. So I know many of you are like, that's just ridiculous. Yep. So you can call me crazy. That's fine. <laughs> so from that day that I did the free trial, I worked with this guy every Monday that the salon was closed and I continued with him for about six to eight weeks until I started my pre-apprenticeship. So the guy that actually had me on for the work trial, he wasn't actually looking for an apprentice at the time. Don't know if maybe he just didn't want to take me on because I was a girl or <laughs> maybe he just didn't think that I'd ever be strong enough. But anyway, so I proceeded to do my pre-apprenticeship and in order to finish my pre-apprenticeship, I had to do my, um, how many hours did we do? I think it was about 40 hours back when I did it. It wasn't too long. I know that it's a lot longer these days. I think it's about up to a hundred hours now that you have to do of on-site work experience. But so for me to, yeah, for me to finish my time, I had to go do my work experience. And I remember the first day of my on-site training, it was straight away getting out the car and getting the first mix on. It was myself and one or two other boys on the team. And I remember it was literally before Smoko that day, he turned around and offered me an apprenticeship straight away. He obviously must have seen potential in me or something. Don't know, it was a bit random. <laughs> but no, I definitely pushed myself quite hard. I loved, I wanted to prove myself. I wanted to not be seen as a girl and I actually wanted to get the apprenticeship. Like it was something I really wanted to do. So yeah, he was obviously happy with my work. So I took that apprenticeship, apprenticeship on with him. So in saying this, this is where I wanted to go into being a female in the industry. It was so hard for me for a good year or two trying to deal with all the negativeness. I remember my friends saying to me that I couldn't do the trade and they were really putting me down when I was first starting looking to go into the trade. Um, I think for me, because I was such a girly girl, I am such a girly girl still. <laughs> um, I, I do love getting down and dirty. Like it's fun. I love my site work, but on the weekends, I do love getting dressed up and going out being a girl, socializing, all the things. But I started receiving a lot of messages from other tradies saying that I shouldn't do it, that I'd never be able to lift heavy things, that people were writing comments on me about other posts saying that I'd only be good as a trail hand, I couldn't labor for shit. Well, the list goes on. There was so much negativeness that I got in the first year or two, especially. And I really struggled to cope with it. And this is when like the depression really started coming back. And this is when the binge eating really started to take place again. So I think like the first year, first couple of months were all right. But then like I noticed that my eating habits got a lot worse throughout this like start of my apprenticeship too. It wasn't even till like towards the end where I really started to understand them and start to look deeper into them and overcome them. But with getting all these negative messages, it really took a toll on me and I really started to believe them. I really started to believe that I was shit at my trade, that I was never going to be good enough and that I was never going to be strong enough. Guys, it took me two years to fully have my strength. I mean, it probably took a couple of months. Like I could push a barra after, I could push a barra decent after about three months in the trade, but I could never push a full barra, like a full fresh mix through boggy sand all the way around the side of the house straight away. That took me ages to build my strength up. And that is something for like males or females, whoever is listening to this right now, you are not going to have a lot of strength to start with. You are going to build it up over time. 
And this is what I say to any fresh kid that comes out into my sights at the moment. I say, if you can't push a barra, fill it up halfway. I'm happy for you to take half loads and get through rather than struggle with a full load. It's going to take you twice as long to be able to push it to where you need to go. And you're probably going to drop it on the way. So definitely take your time. And yeah, so I think another thing is as well, like, I think it's just poor the this day and age I mean, you're always going to have haters out there. and But I just think it's poor that the way people can say things behind a keyboard is just ridiculous. Like, I don't know if it's a jealousy thing or what, but I think it's appalling. So it was hard being new to bricklaying, stepping right out of my comfort zone and trying to get physically fit and pushing barriers through the boggy sand, constantly trying to prove myself because I was a girl. And I was always pushing myself 100% beyond effort, trying to learn the trade and having to deal with all these negative messages and traders around watching me and saying things and having these messages online too. I wanted to say this right now, that no matter who you are, male or female, if you're looking to get into a trade or perhaps are already in a trade and listening to this, don't let people affect you. I've suffered so much with major depression in my high schooling years and with my eating disorders. And again, in my apprenticeship with all these comments and everything as well and I constantly let people hurt me but it's taken me years to understand my own self-worth and it's only the recent months to a year that I've really started to accept who I am and I don't let people's bullshit comments affect me anymore I know my worth and I'm hoping that you do too and if you don't then you need to remember the at the end of the day who is looking out for you because I can tell you right now that you are the one that looks out for you You're the only person making your mind up. You are the only person saying yes or no. And you are the decision maker of your life. And you create the pathway that you want to live. So after completing my apprenticeship, I decided that I wanted to work with another team for a couple of months before I started my own business. This is when this I did this so that I could have a change of team and environment and to also learn a few new tips and tricks to the trade to the trade. (laughs) So within the first six months, I worked with this new crew and oh, sorry, it was about six months that I worked for the new crew and I saved a whole heap of money up to then slowly start building up my trailer and then eventually go out my own. So once I felt that I had all the tools and then I was confident enough to then start to get a plan, I went for it. I didn't think too much about it because I knew that if I started to think too much about it, I would constantly put it off and put it off. And I've done this so many times before I've thought I've overthought a lot of things and I stress myself out and then I end up giving up. So this is one thing I didn't want to do with the um, with my business. So I just kept buying tools each week. As soon as I had my paycheck, I would just go buy another tool, buy another tool, bought the trailer, bought everything. And I was like, oh, you're an idiot. But this means I have to do it because like, I've spent like so many thousands of dollars on all this setup. Like I have to do it. So I literally just bit the bullet one day, asked the supervisor for a plan. They gave it to me and I was like, well, I'm stuck now. <laughs> so... It was great because this was definitely the next step for me after completing my apprenticeship. I'm the person who's always wanting to grow and succeed. And this is why I wanted to challenge myself by starting up my business and starting up my own team. But I'll tell you right now that starting a business is hard and trying to find employees is definitely difficult. I've taken on a few people and I've had to let them go straight away because they did not meet expectations. I've had some good ones and I've had a team of up to five at one point. But this is when it really started to get stressful. So I think the first six months of my business were probably the most steady. But then there was a period of about four months there that I had five boys and all qualified. 
But things really started to go south really quick. I think I took on too many boys. I started to, I thought that I could relax a bit because they were all qualified and I could sort of leave them alone a little bit. And like, I didn't have to be on their backs 24 seven, like I did with my apprentices that I had. But it turns out it was a bit more of the opposite way around. Um, I gave them, I stepped myself out of the situation too much. And this is something that I've really learned and it's all, everything in life is such a learning curve and I love it. But this is something as well, I guess we will go into more of a um, deeper insight into this in another episode. But what I can say now is that you do live and learn from your mistakes and starting my business has been the best thing, but it's also been the most challenging thing. And I have learned so much from it. And when you go through the phase of taking on people, like really starting to understand characters, you learn so much. So I have just come back from holidays a couple, probably about two months ago now. And now I'm starting this podcast and I am back bricklaying still. (laughs) I'm not giving that up, but I'm bricklaying now. So it's just myself and a laborer and I am potentially about to take on another person. So I'm just going to keep this team very small this time. I don't think I really want any more than three people. I'm just going to cruise and just really focus on my work and teach my laborer a little bit as well and take on this other person and really just get things under control a bit more. So I'm definitely a lot more at ease and I can really focus more on my work and my work-life balance as well, rather than the constant stress of having to watch over everyone else and making sure everything was done efficiently and correctly. But I'm sure we definitely will go into more detail on the business side of things in future episodes. So for anyone who is listening and looking to do an apprenticeship or you might know someone who is wanting to do an apprenticeship, I highly recommend them doing a pre-apprenticeship because this is something that I found really helps as well. So like for me personally as a business owner, I would prefer someone that's done a pre-apprenticeship just because they've got like a little bit of knowledge to the trade already. And even like myself, I did apply for a couple of bricklaying apprenticeships like before and while I was doing my pre-up, but no one really replied to any of them because they, I guess, were in the same situation. Well, one, I was a girl, so it's definitely going to be a lot harder. And secondly, doing the um, pre-apprenticeship definitely increases your chances of getting an apprenticeship. So that's what I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked this episode or you think you might know someone who could get something from this episode, please like it and share it on your Instagram stories and tag me in it at Let's Talk Tradies.